Welcome to the Columbus Connection, a weekly public affairs program produced in, for, and about Columbus County, North Carolina. Now here's your host, the managing editor of Columbus County News, Jefferson Weaver. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Columbus Connection. This is Jefferson Weaver with WTXY and ColumbusCountyNews.com. We're going to change things up a little bit today. There's no guest in our studio. It's just me. I have several things I want to share with you. I hope some of them will make you smile. I hope some of them make you angry. But most of all, I hope some of them make you smile. I hope some of them make you angry. But most of all, I hope they all make you think. Now, I'm a bit past a half century in age, but since I was a little kid, I've been around elections. Now, obviously, I wasn't studying and listening to political positions and providing analysis when I was a six-year-old, but I learned early on to pay attention. I remember very well the Helms-Gant races, Hunt Martin, and any number of really nasty presidential campaigns. We've seen some fairly ugly stuff go on with local campaigns as well all across southeastern North Carolina. I've seen poll workers from different parties intentionally harass, and I mean harass, voters they thought might be voting the wrong way. Sadly, I think elections here in Columbus County this year might possibly take the cake when it comes to ugly behavior. Now let's get a disclaimer out here to begin with. Regardless of what people say, my digital newspaper and this radio station are not endorsing or supporting any candidate. My personal political opinions are sometimes expressed in my column, and I'll cheerfully talk about them in person or on social media if you want to sit down and chat. But I challenge you to go through the thousands of articles on the CCM website and find where we've taken one side or the other. Let me save you the time. It ain't there. Because news is news, and editorial commentary is, well, editorial commentary. They don't mix. That's one reason I left my former employer to come over here and help start CCN. Yet folks have decided that since we are not for, quote-unquote, one side in our news coverage, we must be, quote-unquote, against them. I won't use the term I want to use here since I try not to talk like that. Now, I'm not surprised, actually. Whether it's the weather, the economy, the water, or the fact that social media keeps people from getting punched in the nose nowadays for saying rude things, people's attitudes have gotten significantly worse. I thought the last sheriff's election was bad, and it really was. But I'm more than a little bit surprised at how quickly people have turned against their neighbors this time around, not to mention the vehemence and downright personal nature of some of the politicking going on. Folks, this stuff needs to stop. A couple weeks back, I was physically threatened by someone who came to my office, ostensibly to show me proof of threats made by members of the other team. I didn't call 911 before he left, but I had unlocked my phone to do so. Nobody was hurt, but I'll tell you the truth, I wasn't sure it was going to end well. Unfortunately, I've heard of similar episodes. When I mentioned my experience to someone of the same party, he said that he had been cornered by three supporters of the opposing party and physically threatened as well. Therefore, he said, my experience was not an issue. See, his experience canceled mine out or something like that. It almost sounded like he was saying an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth is now acceptable, at least during a campaign season. I don't buy that, folks. In every single sheriff's election that there has ever been, the incumbent sheriff is accused of staging more arrest for the publicity. I know that has been the case in some counties where I have worked, and, but it's not quite as common as folks have always claimed. Investigations take weeks, sometimes months, before coming to fruition. Criminals don't look at the State Board of Elections website and say, hey, let's schedule our criminal activity to help candidate X or hurt candidate Y. Crooks are going to be crooks regardless. One entirely new thing I heard the other day, obviously from someone who doesn't like the incumbent here in Columbus, was a tad shocking. This fellow opined that arrests and reports from the sheriff's office should not be made public for several months leading up to an election. No press releases, no jail rosters, no mobile patrol, no nothing. Major investigations need to be toned down as well, except for important things like murder or maybe sexual assault. 
The rest should be sealed until after an election. Now, that was chilling to me for a lot of reasons. Arrest information, including warrants, charges, and what led up to an arrest, are public information for a reason. Our courts are public for a reason. Were they not, then law enforcement would be able to detain people with no explanation of what happened to them. Now, that's common in totalitarian countries, by the way. In countries like that, people just disappear. There's no legal recourse for finding out what happened. Arrest without explanation was one of those things the Founding Fathers were more than a little bit concerned about when they wrote that old piece of paper called the Constitution. Imagine how much of a political tool that could be. If someone campaigns against you, if they have an opinion you don't like, just lock them up. Shoot, lock up the challenging candidate and keep it under wraps until after the election. They just disappear. Regardless of which side of the fence you're on, the incumbent in any job still has work to do leading up to an election. They were hired for a job, people. In the case of the sheriff, that means investigating crimes and arresting people. If his office were to take six or eight months off because it's an election year, people would be a little bit upset. The incumbent always has some inherent advantages, whether it's the sheriff, a state representative, or the president of the United States. It just can't be helped. Should incumbent county commissioners not vote or help the residents of their district because it's an election year? Perhaps the clerk of court should stop serving the public, or the register of deeds stop updating vital records. Maybe judges should avoid the bench between May and November, and district attorneys, well, they shouldn't prosecute cases. Perhaps school board members running for re-election should not be allowed to vote on policies and practices. Ridiculous? Of course those eyes are ridiculous. But they're no sillier than a lot of the stuff we're hearing in the current campaigns. You'll have at least one opportunity to meet some of the candidates later this month. The Columbus Community Forum will be holding two candidates' forums, one the last week of September, the other in the first of October. We have stories about it online. Now, the first is for County Board of Education candidates, and the second is for all the other races. Now, what is interesting about these forums is that organizer Andy Anderson said they're being held to ensure a nonpartisan, fair atmosphere. However, the Columbus Forum currently only has members of one political party on its board. It was founded by prominent members of the Democrat Party. When I asked if there were any Republicans on the forum, I couldn't get a straight answer. So I contacted GOP leaders. They said they were unaware of any Republican members in the forum group. The event is being moderated by a broadcaster from Wilmington who shouldn't have a dog in the fight. However, the station he worked for was heavily criticized during the last sheriff's race for its coverage of the residency challenge against incumbent Sheriff Jody Green. They don't have the best reputation for even-handedness when it comes to politics. As a matter of full disclosure, WTXY and CCN is scheduled a similar forum. They're just between the sheriff's candidates. Green was very willing to participate. However, Jason Souls didn't like the venue and didn't trust yours truly as the moderator. That's his right. We plan to have a set list of questions for Green and Souls to discuss and then take carefully vetted, pertinent questions from the audience. I sincerely hope the forums being put on by the local group at Southeastern Community College are fair and unbiased. Voters need to be able to hear from candidates themselves on where they stand on every issue. However, I wouldn't, I'm afraid I wouldn't be surprised to see only one party's contestants attend. Partisan politics have always made Columbus County a bloody battleground. It might be a good thing that social media has forced some of the shenanigans out in the open. What too many folks are forgetting, however, is that some of this vitriol won't just magically vanish the day the election is certified. Most of us will still be living here the day after election day. We're still going to have to deal with our neighbors. Now, with this company, we are not going to try to influence any voter one way or the other. Contrary to popular belief, that's not the media's job. What we do here on WTXY and on Columbus County News is report the facts, period. You get to make the decision. 
Your vote should not be discounted because dishonest operatives of any party purchase votes, threaten voters, or canvass graveyards for support. Sadly, state officials have stayed on the politically correct power train and overruled the will of the people when it comes to voter ID, but that's a column for another day. Yes, there are safeguards in place to prevent fraudulent voting, but for every law in the books, there's a dozen people trying to figure out how to weasel around it to pad their own pockets. Sometimes their methods are overt, sometimes they're a lot more sneaky. People fought and died so we could have one person, one vote in this country. A ballot is a sacred thing. It should not be influenced by party hacks, race baiters, or mercenaries who deliver absentee ballots for the highest bidder. The elderly white grandmother's vote is just as important as that of the young African-American male cast in his very first. Their votes are just as important as those of the Native American woman, the Asian, or the naturalized Latino. Each vote should be thoughtfully and prayerfully cast. As Americans, we have a right and a responsibility to vote wisely. We need to think of our kids and grandkids, not just ourselves. If you like what a candidate says or has done, then vote for him or her. And the heck with the poll workers and the ballot harvesters. People bled and sometimes died so you could cast a vote, people. Don't waste it. We'll be right back with the Columbus Connection. Has your heater or air conditioner busted? Appliance broken? Computer crashed? Then you need an ARW home warranty. Home system and appliance repairs and replacements can cause stress and cost you thousands of dollars per year. With an A-plus BBB rating and a top-rated home warranty company on Consumer Affairs and Trustpilot, ARW Home provides superior service, featuring the industry's lowest service call fee. ARW Home has warranty plans that cover your kitchen and laundry appliances, heating and air conditioning systems, electrical and plumbing systems, and much more. Call 800-201-1478 to customize your plan. Plus, ARW has partnered with Azurian to protect your new and used tablets, laptops, TVs, and other home tech from accidental damage and wear and tear. All plans come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Call 800-201-1478 now for your free quote. That's 800-201-1478. And welcome back to the Columbus Connection, everyone. This is Jefferson Weaver with you. Miss Lynn Thompson called me last weekend. A lot of you know her from down around Powerway in Nakana. Well, Miss Lynn and her daughter were heading home the other night when they saw a car park where it didn't need to be. Now, her friends down that way have been very proactive when it comes to community watch over the past couple of years, so she was concerned it might be somebody up to no good. And Miss Lynn said she saw a woman get out of her car holding a plastic bag and head to a nearby ditch. By the time she turned around, the vehicle was gone, but something led Miss Lynn to go see if she could find out what was happening. She found a grocery bag thrown in the water-filled ditch, and there were four young kittens inside. Now, Lynn rescued the kittens, and she got them to a rescue volunteer. Three of them passed, but the last one was doing well. They had dirt caked in their noses and mouths, and one had water in its lungs. Now, there's no question that there's an overabundance of unwanted pets in our county. Far too many people adopt a critter out of impulse, and when Harriet turns out to be Harriet, they have extra babies. While we do have resources through the Columbus Humane Society to help spay and neuter animals, for some reason a lot of folks never do so. And the unwanted babies, in turn, have more unwanted babies. One cat can produce two litters a year, folks. Those resulting kittens can have kittens at six months. Dogs aren't a whole lot better. Miss Lynn has since taken in another litter of kittens, this time with a nursing mom cat at least. 
And the plans are to get that girl fixed as soon as she weans the babies, then find some good homes for those kittens. Hopefully, folks will get them spayed and neutered as well. Now, we're coming up on hunting season, which means there will be hounds everywhere in Columbus County. The jumping gas prices and feed costs have led to some irresponsible dog owners who conveniently lose hounds that aren't quite up to par, or they just don't want to have to feed them. I liked I ran over one the other evening on Chauncey Town Road. The poor guy was hungry and scared, but he was too skittish to catch. Needless to say, he wasn't wearing a collar. Now, those few sorry excuses for deer hunters out there aren't the only ones at fault, by any means. Look at the number of times Animal Protective Services has had to cease intakes in recent months. Heck, look at all the dog and cat rescues right now. They're full up and desperate for new homes. When the economy goes sideways, dogs and cats are usually the first ones to feel the pinch. It's not fair to blame the shelter when they have to make the heart-rending decision to euthanize animals. It's a job nobody likes to think about, much less perform. You really have to love critters to work at a place that's the last stop for many of them. To know that it's your job to kill one to make room for another one to at least have a chance is not easy. The responsibility of our pet overpopulation lies not with the shelter. It's not the fault of the volunteer rescues who rely on donations and pockets of their volunteers and sometimes have to say no. It's not even the fault of our out-of-control economy. The responsibility lies with every dog and cat owner who doesn't get their animals spayed and neutered. Fix your critters, people. Don't throw the extras in a ditch. Don't tie them to a bridge or leave them in the middle of nowhere. If you need to, swallow your pride and ask for help. That doesn't mean pawning them off on the taxpayers either. If you can't feed and fix them, get them to somebody who can. In the book of Genesis, we're told that God gave mankind dominion over animals. That means stewardship. Sometimes that means making hard decisions, but it never means throwing a helpless animal outside in a ditch to drown. We'll be right back with more of the Columbus Connection. Have you ever met a single person in your life that enjoys paying taxes? No, no one does. If you can't sleep at night because you have a huge problem with the IRS, I've got some free advice for you. This service is strictly limited to individuals that owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes. And if you qualify, we can guarantee that you won't be writing a big fat check to the IRS or our services cost you nothing. The first 100 people that call today will get a free tax consultation worth $500. Stop worrying about your IRS problem. We can help you, we promise. Call the tax doctor right now. I mean right now to learn more. 800-605-4650-800-605-4650-800-605-4650. That's 800-605-4650. And we're back with the Columbus Connection, folks. This is Jefferson Weaver again. For the last segment today, I want to give some credit, where credit's due, to folks who are making things better in our community. Christy Harrelson has a condition called Chiari malformation. It causes a buildup of cerebrospinal fluid. It can cause mental impairment, a misshapen skull, and it often leads to death. We first told you about the Late Walk Mall resident last year when she held an early trick-or-treat event at her house. Miss Christie was going to miss Halloween due to the hospital visit, and she loved seeing all the kids. So she welcomed the trick-or-treaters a few weeks early. The event was a hit. Now, Miss Christie hadn't taken her condition lying down. She's organized a walk to raise funds for research into the condition. That's going on as we speak this Saturday morning. Despite dealing with the problems that go along with Shari, she's out there still making a difference. 
Now, speaking of Halloween, we were glad to get the news this week that Safe Night at the Boys and Girls Home Event Center is back. Hundreds of kids have participated in the event through the years. It offers parents a much safer and less nerve-wracking way to let their little goblins and princesses collect some serious candy. Volunteers are needed for the event. Now, we're going to have more on it just as soon as it becomes available, and we'll let you know how you can help out. Southeastern Community College unveiled its mobile learning lab this week. The Portable Training Center gives students a chance to find out more about a possible career in technology and manufacturing. Now, it's reassuring to see local leaders getting ahead of the game when it comes to workforce development. It's hard to believe that less than two generations ago, tobacco was king in Columbus County. Does anybody out there remember topping? Hello? Anybody? Then came the textiles. We're now more than 30 years past the last tobacco auction here. And the vast majority of the looms have long since been sold for scrap or sent to Mexico. With the transition from farming, we began losing young folks. That transition increased when the manufacturing jobs went away. Without good jobs in fields that seem to change every 15 minutes, we're well on the way to losing the people we need to be the leaders, families, and citizens in the next few decades. Now, believe it or not, there were those who questioned the need for community colleges back when they were new and still called technical schools. Southeastern has more than shown that it is a vital part of Columbus' future. As we have been mentioning for several weeks, we're offering every candidate for every office in Columbus County the opportunity to come on this program and describe, in their own words, why they should get your vote. Look, there's no ambush questions. We don't deal in gossip, and we're not going to. We only want the facts straight from the horse's mouth. Why do you deserve the vote of anybody in Columbus County? Now, September 23rd is the deadline for recording, since we don't want to be running the candidate profiles during early voting. You can check out our links to previous programs and listen to a couple of the conversations, whether you like the candidates or not. There's nothing confrontational, nor will there be. It's just a chance to talk to the voters as if you were at the county fair, sitting at a table at Sue's Diner, or wandering the aisles of the grocery store. You can call me at 910-914-6056 to set your interview up. Thanks for being with us on the Columbus Connection. We're always open to suggestions for guests, so give us a call or drop us a line on social media. We'll schedule a time and you can come in and talk. For WTXY, ColumbusCountyNews.com, this is Jefferson Weaver. This has been the Columbus Connection with Jefferson Weaver. If you have a story that you want to share with us or a comment on a previous program, you can email us at Columbus Connection at ColumbusCountyNews.com. The Columbus Connection is produced by Jones Media Partners, and the program is recorded live at the WTXY Studios in downtown Whiteville, North Carolina. Our in-studio producer is Daryl Jackson. Be sure to join us next week for another edition of the Columbus Connection. Thanks for listening.